0: Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast of Bible reading and insight into God's Word. First of all, I'd like to wish everyone a happy Easter. And I know the other religions are celebrating their religious uh, days today. So happy whatever day you're celebrating today. Also, I hope you had a chance to uh, notice the moon. It is so beautiful um, Some call it the Passover moon I'm not sure what it is, but it is beautiful and full in our area and it's so bright yellow such a, a weird Color that I know the camera is not going to capture it But let me go ahead and share what I have for you this evening. I'm reading from the book of Judges. We're still in chapter 1, looking at verses 16 through 20 in the New King James Version. And this is just a continuing story of the conquest of uh, Judah. So we're still on Judah's victories, the tribe of Judah. Let's listen. It reads, Now the children of the Kenites, Moses' father-in-law, went up from the city of Palms with the children of Judah into the wilderness of Judah, which lies in the south near Arad. And they went and dwelt among the people. And Judah went with his brother Simeon, and they attacked the Canaanites who inhabited Zephath and utterly destroyed them. So the name of the city was called Hormah, also Judah took Gaza, with its territory, Ashkelon with its territories, and Ekron with its territories. So the Lord was with Judah, and they drove out the mountaineers, but they could not drive out the inhabitants of the lowland, because they had chariots of iron. And they gave Hebron or Hebron to Caleb, as Moses had said. Then he expelled from there the three sons of Anak. Again, this is Judges chapter one verses sixteen through twenty three in the New King James Version, which gives it the title The Continuing Conquest of Canaan. I'll be back to share insights and close with prayer. Five Minutes in the Word on Facebook and Twitter. Again, we're looking at Numbers chapter 1, verses 16 through 20 in the New King James Version. It continues to look at the conquest of Judah, along with Simeon. And let's just read what the commentaries had to say. And I have to admit, all the ge- geographical information that I gained and learned, I it's a lot. And I would suggest, if you're a Bible scholar and you like that kind of uh, information, to look at some of the commentaries to see what they have to say on the geography of the text and the uh, conquest that Judah was successful in. But let's listen to the commentaries. The phrase from the City of Palms usually is used to refer to Jericho, but the commentary says that geographically this context, this uh, couldn't possibly be the place where they were, but possibly it was a location in the southern end of the Dead Sea. And then it talks about Simeon's uh, conquest. He got ground in the Can- uh got gained more ground in uh, Canaan, in his part that he was uh, should inherit. In the eastern part of Simeon's lot, they destroyed the Canaanites in Zephath, with and called it Hormah, which means destruction. In the western part, they took Gaza. Ascalon, Ekron, cities of um, cities of the Philistines. They gained possession of the cities, but they didn't destroy the inhabitants. And the Philistines would be one of their constant enemies, constantly at war with uh, the children of Israel. And then it talks about um, the, let's see, I already talked about that, Hormah. Um, uh, the the verse recalls that harma was used to uh, rename other cities that they destroyed. But remember, uh, harma means destruction, and it clearly indicates that the Israelites, when they were destroying places like Zeph, uh, Zephah and um, calling the city said they destroyed Horma for the same reason they renamed it and and then it talked about um, Israel's lack of the ability to handle the uh, region that had chariots of iron and the commentary said this spoke more of Judah's lack of trust of full trust of complete trust And God, it spoke of their lack of trust in God more than it spoke of the Canaanites' military uh, superiority. Because if you have God on your side, he is more mighty than any army. So it wasn't because they were so strong. It wasn't because that army was so strong. It's because Judah and the tribe of Judah. Were intimidated and they didn't trust God in that situation chariots were no problem for God's people when they trusted God when they're trusting God their attitude should have been like that reflected in uh, Psalm uh, 20 verse 7 some trust in chariots and some in horses but we will remember the name of the Lord our God If the children of Israel had believed, the uh, tribe of Judah, had believed in God and gone forth in his name, the horses would soon have fled, as indeed they did when God gave his people faith. And when his people has faith in him, all of our enemies can flee from before us when we stand in the word of God and in the might of God. When Barak uh, led the way with Deborah, then they smote Jabin, who had nine hundred chariots of iron. The imperfection of their faith lay uh, lay in this, as it may be in ours, that they believe one promise of God and don't believe another. And that is so true. We will believe God for one thing, but not for everything in our lives. There is, this is the kind of faith which is strong in one direction and weak in the other. And that's by Spurgeon. And again, it as talked about the uh, chariots of iron. That uh, they were probably used in low-lying plains. Where the uh, Canaanite chariots forced the Israelites into the hills. And the Israelites may have taken only the areas immediately surrounding these cities. In the hill country where chariots were basically um, useless. And then it tied it all up by saying G- uh, Caleb was a grand old man who still lived on, the sole survivor of all who came out of Egypt. And he obtained Hebron, a uh, Hebron, as his portion. And he got rid of the, uh, the sons of Anak. That mighty tribe of giants and took possession of their city. Let's pray. Father, we thank you on this Easter for sending your son who um, died on the cross for our sins and was raised three days later. We thank you for that victory and because he rose and he lives we will live again after the resurrection father we thank you for that and father um we are praying right now mightily for the family of a young man in our church who was killed in a tragic car accident god comfort them as only you can he was such a sweet gentle soul even as a student athlete in our school very respectful we're very honorable. Just a nice young man. And God said, I know the world is going to miss him. But God, and I'm not going to even use the trite expression that you love him best. But God, comfort that family. Comfort their hearts. And comfort in other areas where people need you right now. The needs are so many. Especially as we look at wars, in, uh, the ones that's played out every day in front of us. And those that's not, bless those that's fighting right now in the Ukraine. Continue to give them strength to um, to try to save their country, save their land. Give them wisdom. Give them um, give them what they need, Father. I don't. We don't know what the needs are, but you do. And we're putting it all in your hands. Bless those who need you in a special way.